Welcome to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelik. If you're struggling to stay ahead of your daily life challenges, you will want to listen close as Eva and her guests will help you address the most important priorities first. Now, here's your host, Eva Medelik. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm Eva Medelik. But before I introduce you to my guest today, I want to let you know about a live stream masterclass I'm hosting this Thursday. October 13th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. This masterclass is called From Burnout to Best Year Yet, How to Use Your Burnout as Your Life Map. This is for those of you who feel that you might be on the verge of burnout or experiencing exhaustion or overwhelm, because when you feel burned out and overwhelmed, it actually can feel like you're drowning in an open ocean. And like every task that comes your way is just another wave that you need to keep your head above water. And there's nothing in front of you maybe but more waves and no help for visible miles. So this is like a nice visual I'm giving you because I want to show you that, throw you that life preserver or even better yet, a surfboard so that you could ride the waves. This masterclass is going to give you the tools not only to survive the ocean, but to harness the power of those waves so that they can take you further than you ever imagined that you could go. So we're going to learn how to use your burnout and the information from your burnout is not necessarily a bad thing. So I'm going to show you how to turn that around to your life mat. So to join me this Thursday, go to www.evametalek.com forward slash best year yet. That's evametalek.com forward slash best year yet. I'm really excited for my guest today. And my guest is Joanna Gian Gardella. Joanna works with clients to help them make not only lifestyle changes for those who want to achieve perfect health, but also those who have been diagnosed with cancer that don't have a clear understanding of their potential and option to full recovery. She has published a book called Dancing Skeleton, A Journey Through Stage 4 Cancer, and it's a biography of what a person with stage 4 aggressive form of cancer goes through from the first symptom to treatment and recovery, what it's like to be besieged by the illness, the daunting, difficult tasks of searching for help, and the inside view of the illness and treatments. The most important part of her book is that she wants to give hope to those who are in the midst of this life-threatening illness. So welcome to the show today, Joanna. So happy to have you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here and thank you for having me. Yeah, so many people are going uh, through a cancer diagnosis. I mean, more people than we care to know. And at one point it'll touch everyone's lives. And I know it touched yours personally. Can you share your personal journey with stage four cancer with us? Yeah, it's interesting because um, I don't have cancer in my family. Uh, My mother was 88 years old. She uh, died from a car accident. Um, I just, you know, my grandfather, her father was 95. I don't have that. So I never really was concerned about it. I didn't like focus on it, you know, I better do this, I better do that. Not only that, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know how to really care for myself. I was a workaholic. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. 
I worked all the time. Every day, I owned a big hair salon, full-service hair salon, and I was 50% partner in a t-shirt company. So I worked all the time. But I'll start from the beginning because I think this is really important for people is that I had a client who came in 17 years ago with SARS. She she said she recovered and she wasn't infectious anymore. She was coughing and sitting in my chair and so forth. And I believed her. She traveled a lot because she was a dog show judge. So she was traveling a lot at that time. And we didn't really know a lot about SARS. Well, I got it. My husband got it and my assistant got it. And how long ago was this? 17 and a half years ago. Okay. So it's not the same strain I would imagine that we're dealing with now. Okay. No. Got it. It's a Corona type of Corona now that I know Mm -hmm. all the ins and outs, but it was called SARS. And, you know, it was out in public view, but you didn't really think that much of it. And I didn't think that much of it either. So, and there wasn't that much you could do for yourself at that time. You just had to lay low, sleep. I had a lot of coughing, a lot of congestion and all those symptoms. Well, two and a half, two two weeks for me in bed was a big deal uh, because of my work structure. (laughs) And so I went back to work about two and a half weeks later and went back to my 12 and 14 hours a day. My, My body never completely recovered. Within the next year and a half, my body started to go down a path that was very critical. And then so what year, were your symptoms of the car of the SARS, I should say? A lot of coughing, a lot of congestion, body aches, fever. Um I was asthmatic as a child, so I needed, I had to go to a doctor and get an inhaler. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, I couldn't lay down and breathe properly. I had to sit up. Okay. So it was, most of it was, you know, the congestion in the lungs. And of course, a lot of weakness. I was very, very tired. Uh, So a year and a half, little by little, uh, I ended up in the ER with swollen ankles and very, very tired. And uh, I needed a blood transfusion. And they told me going down, just trying to speed up the conversation here, uh, that I had hemolytic anemia, which is a uh, autoimmune disease. It's basically where your immune system is attacking itself. It's, uh, and was attacking my red blood cells. So healthy hemoglobin for people, women are between 12 and 14, and for men is between 13 and 15. My hemoglobin count was down to a nine, and then it continued to go down to a five. So when did they discover it was cancer? The thing with a lot of viruses and a lot of autoimmune issues, what people don't understand is that they can be precursors to certain types of cancer. What was happening at that time, even though they put me on prednisone, so it was 
you know, taking over for my immune system. So I was continuing to live my life on prednisone, which is a steroid. I later on, after years later, they said, well, you probably had a low-grade lymphoma in your bone marrow. Again, hemolytic anemia, the precursor is for cancer is hemolytic and for the type of cancer I had, which is lymphoma. Okay, so you had, your cancer was diagnosed as lymphoma. Now, how many, how long did it take for them from the anemia diagnosis to the cancer diagnosis? Well, it's kind of interesting because they did a bone marrow biopsy, which I don't recommend for anybody, but it's very painful, but it was inconclusive. Now, on a good note, and if I was more educated and asked the right questions, and also the doctors, on the end of the doctor too, is they would have waited, should have waited another six months and given me another bone marrow biopsy. Inconclusive doesn't mean anything, really. It's so you not just a had no. the wand and they, mm-hmm. it told them nothing, really. Nothing. But it <laughs> and didn't then they never say ordered yes or no. One. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was strange. As they know you don't have anything, though is that inconclusive. What does that mean? A year later, let's see, it was three years, four years. So from the autoimmune disease, right, add another two years. And within two years, I woke up one morning with pain around my midsection. And I didn't. Meantime, I, I went into remission for hemolytic anemia. They took me off of prednisone. And so I can continue my life feeling really good. I felt really good. No problem. So right now we're two years post-diagnosis where you wake up with the pain and, and eventually you get diagnosed with cancer. Now, did they diagnose you at a stage four or did it develop into a stage four after treatment? By the time, and people should know this, you have symptoms, it's later stage. Mm, I had symptoms, and it enveloped my midsection. Every single day for the next two weeks, the pain got more severe. They, I had a, a, an x-ray. I didn't find any blockage. Oh, you might have a blockage. No, no blockage there. No problem with the back. No problem with any kind of skeletal issues or any inflammatory issues that I need to worry about. Um, so I basically was sent home. Blood work was fine. No problem. The blood work was fine with lymphoma? No problem. My blood work was fine. X-ray was fine. I continued to have increased pain and from the day I experienced the pain to four weeks, I was in a wheelchair and on fentanyl, which is a very strong narcotic. Yes, fentanyl has been in the news a lot recently. So my question to you is, were they not doing the right test to be able to diagnose this? Or was it just not showing up in the traditional test? Traditional test was not showing up. What finally showed up is the fact that I now have lumps around my neck area 
And then I, my husband just said, you better do something. You better do something now. So they put me in the hospital and they took one of the lumps out and did a biopsy. And that's really when they found that I had stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, two types, B-cell and T-cell lymphoma, which is very, very rare and also very, very aggressive. So what were the next steps for you? They rushed me to my hematologist at USC in Los Angeles. And he knew exactly, you know, after he, they got the the biopsy was done here locally. And they, then my husband contacted my hematologist and said, bring her in and bring her in now. And he knew it was either lymphoma or leukemia. He brought in the biopsies. Of course, they did their own uh, pathology. Uh, so, bio- Joanna, let's let's fast forward a little bit here. I don't, I don't want us to get in the weeds. Uh, a lot of people have different types of cancer. So I know we're not focusing on just one type. We are focusing on the steps that you took, how you took your your health into your own hands after this devastating diagnosis. So what's going through your mind when they tell you it's stage four and what you could do about it, I guess, is is where we want to go from here. They tell you you have cancer, right? They did not tell me I had stage four. Okay. And not at the beginning. And was that purposely left out of the conversation? It was, I think, based on my husband uh, not wanting to. When when you're on fentanyl and you're on narcotics, you're out of it anyway. <laughs> you know. You, All right. You so that was a conscious eat. choice not to tell you that you had stage four, but just to tell you at you had cancer at that particular time. Yes, that I had cancer, and this is a type of cancer, and this is moving forward, you're going to need chemotherapy, and this is the treatment that we are um, going to give you. And so, but I, I, what happened to me is that not knowing a lot about cancer and cancer three, cancer four, cancer two, I don't know, was probably a good thing in my favor. Because I did not believe in my mind that it was a death sentence for me. Okay, so um, I'm sure that was uh, working in your favor because I know a cancer diagnosis, whatever stage, is scary for most people. So, you know, what I want to get more into as we continue the conversation is that what point you went into taking your your health care or the recommended treatments into your own hands. And I want to find out a little bit more of that journey, but I know it's brought you to a place that you help cancer patients for a living now. Yeah. This is part of what you do. Um, how did you get to the point where you wanted to help more people? You know, they always you know, say, from your experience, I'm sorry. Sure. Mm-hmm. They always say the most important thing is to find your purpose, right? 
Well, my purpose found me. I wrote the book and I started journalizing while I was in chemo. I was writing, I didn't know why, but I was writing everything down because I had lots of time in my hands. So I started writing. And, and how did this go into you actually being a coach for people with cancer? I published my book and I started doing a lot of research and taking classes on nutrition and juicing and, you know, supplementation and so forth and started recording everything that I've learned. And the next step was that there were some wellness centers. They wanted me to be their cancer support coach. Ah, got it. Got it. Well, I'm sure there's so much more to the journey that we want to know about. So let's take a short break. And when we come back, I want to talk with you about why you think most people with cancer don't actually die from the cancer itself. So stick with us, everybody. We'll be right back after this short message. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships. www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with Joanna Giangardella, and we're talking about her journey of surviving stage four cancer and how she helps others on their cancer journey as well. So, Joanna, we had been talking about prior to the break, uh, you discovering that you had cancer after a couple of years of probably it being in your body and, and not showing up on traditional tests. But you also mentioned that you did go through chemo when you started um, documenting your journey and what you were learning and your experience. Um, how did you make that decision to go through the chemo treatments? 
I think the decision was made for me. I, I really didn't understand treatment that much and what it entails because I didn't have personal experience, uh, not anyone close to me. So I think that because I was at a stage where I, I couldn't even feed myself, I, it was, it was, you know, progressing very, very quickly. I think between my support group, my family, my husband, and my doctors, um, they wanted, they didn't want to waste any time to get me into chemo as soon as possible. What was your prognosis at this point? Stage four, very aggressive, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And what was the prognosis at that point? That if we didn't, they didn't get me into chemo quickly and into treatment, I wouldn't have more than two to three weeks. Two to three weeks, wow. Wow. So talk to me about the research that you did in order to heal yourself, because I'm, I'm trying to find the, the link for everybody that goes from two to three weeks to live, stage four uh, lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, two to three weeks to live, getting into chemo right away, and you survived all of this. What was the difference maker for you? Oh, first of all, uh, after the first chemo, it worked. It was working. So that that is a plus. And so I had a little clarity in my life at that time. It did, did work and it didn't take some of the pain away. So I started... Um, started looking into ways of helping myself as well. Because during that time, in that four or five weeks that I was going through pain, and I knew that the funny thing is, I knew deep down inside, even though I may not have said anything, I knew deep down inside that there was cancer in my body. There was something going on in my body that was not something that I hurt my back or wrenched my back or hurt, hurt myself in any way. And so I started putting a few things together in my mind. And, and one of them was, what am I going to do now in regards to my going forward? Because what had I found is that um, about 45% of cancer patients do not die of cancer. They die of the side effects from their treatment and or malnutrition. And I lost a lot of weight in a very short period of time. So I decided to move forward in regards to my food and the type of food I was going to eat, my nutrition, my diet. And a supplement that a doctor had recommended. And the reason why they recommended is a whole food supplement. So it does not come, there's no conflict with it, with my treatment. It was just food. But what it did for me 
is to help me uh, stay healthy, fairly healthy between chemo treatments. Because if I got a respiratory infection or a fungal infection or a bacteria infection, they could not treat me. So, so you the, went on these supplements while you were in the middle of treatments? Yes, I started right away. I ordered it and started right away. Both my husband was were looking at the research and looking and um, looking at a video, watching a video, and we both got on it right away. Plus, I started to to he bought a juicer, and when I got home from the hospital, I we were going to juice as well. So, the where did you find this information? The supplements were easy. The supplements is a very known well-known company. I've heard of it before, but I never really approached anybody with it. I never really thought about it. I always said I eat really well, so I don't really need it, you know. And then I realized after I listened to this video and also talked to the doctor is, yeah, you're not getting, I don't care how much you eat, you're just not getting enough nutrients that you should have every single day. So the funny thing with me is... (laughs) If they tell me, oh, yeah, the recommended amount is two capsules of each color or whatever, I took six of each. So you upped the dosage. (laughs) Way up. (laughs) And I had a, I made a smoothie, a protein shake every day because um, I, I needed to get a little bit more weight back on me and I was losing too much weight too fast and I needed to eat. I needed to force feed myself and I was force feeding myself. And were you able to keep the what you were taking in you with the effects of chemo? Because what I hear from, you know, that's a common side effect of, of chemo is not being able to keep food in you, the nausea, the vomiting, all of that. Well, they do, they do load you up with um, nausea medication and everything, but that still has an effect on you for the first several days after chemo. It's not easy. It's not easy to hold things down. It's not easy to uh, want to eat anything. And I, that's why I said I force fed myself is because I forced food down me. Uh, so for the first two or three days after chemo is really the hardest time. But what happened, as I noticed, that once I got on my program, five, six days after that, I was back on my feet. I can feel my body recovering from the effects of chemo. And every time I had chemotherapy... I knew that four, five, six days after that, I was going to be fine by staying on this program. That's incredible. That's incredible. So It was incredible. So what I'm hearing you say, just to make sure that I'm clear and everybody's hearing this right, that with the, um, you know, they rushed you into chemotherapy because they literally gave you two to three weeks to live with this diagnosis. You had time apparently, or while you were going through chemo to do research as to the, I guess the best ways to support yourself. Am I getting that right through chemo? 
Yes. And you came and- up on the nutrition because you, you did cut out a bit there when, you know, we talked about what most people die of. And I think what I heard you say before it, the uh, audio cut out was malnutrition. Yes. That's what I'm hearing. And so you looked for ways to get these supplements to strengthen your nutrition and you actually <laughs> quadruple sextupled or whatever, whatever the word is <laughs> of these pills and protein shakes so that you gave your body the nutrients that it needed to assist the chemotherapy in in healing. Yes. And I was very happy with them because they were non-GMO and they were, you know, uh, there was nothing else in there that I needed to worry about. It was all whole food. And um, so I was very uh, happy, you know, to have something like that. And you have to remember, you know, a lot of times when someone is going through this journey, you, you do have support. You have people helping you. You know, you got your family. You know, I was given a, a, a book to read while I was in chemo. You know what I mean? Because you're there all day. I mean, all day. You have to do something besides I was writing. I was also reading. Um, and uh, reading about nutrition, reading about certain things, reading about meditation, reading about visualization and some of the things that I can do moving forward. Um, to to help me get into remission. How did you know to zero in on the nutrition piece, though? That's what I'm curious about. There was a a book someone gave me and said, um, it was like, um, I I lend it out now. And I have other books here in my library. Um, Is like Radical Remission, Dr. Turner, who read that somebody gave me that book. Um, another book is cancer-free diet. Um, and they all came to the same, you know, essence. And that is what you put in your body, what you eat and how you think. And, you know, it's a sort of a mind, body, spirit experience that has to all come together. And I never, ever thought in my mind or accepted the fact that I was going to pass on. I, I, I didn't, I never, that wasn't part of my feeling or equation. It was just not part of me. What role did your doctors have in your learning about nutrition and, and the deficiencies? The doctors do not want to recommend uh, any specific diets. They always tell you load up. You know what load up means? Eat everything and anything. Yeah. And because they don't want you to lose weight. They can't treat you if you lose too much weight, you know. Um, They don't help you, in essence, keep food in you other than anti-nausea medications and recommend the right types of food that will give you the best chance of gaining, you know, keeping the weight on and putting weight on that is nutrient dense. Yes. But Why my, do you think that is? My doctor, my oncologist said that 80% of her patients are on this product and they're doing their, they have a lot of success. He isn't going to sell me the product, right? He says, go find it. You, it's online, blah, 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 whatever. But she gave you the name of it? She gave me the name of it. She okay. gave me everything. And I actually knew someone who was a rep for that company 
And uh, so I got on the product, I mean, right away. I mean, right away. And All right. So now and now it's clearer now. Your your oncologist gave you a heads up about this product to help you. It wasn't anything that you randomly came across on the internet. That that's where I got a little fuzzy. No, is nothing how you random. found out about this. Okay. Yeah. But I had heard about it before. I just never signed on to mm-hmm. take it. I just I didn't take any vitamins at all, really. Any okay. kind of so this this particular uh, supplement is available to everybody, not just people undergoing chemotherapy. Yes, it's available to everybody. And what I say now to people, they're looking to stay healthy is don't wait until you get a prognosis. Get on your health journey. Do something about your health. Take some of these whole food supplements do the right, eat the right foods, eat clean, eat non-GMO, eat organic. So, because you can do things for yourself to not, to avoid. You know, what's interesting is anytime you take your pet to the vet, what's the first question they ask you after they weigh your, your puppy or your kitty is, what are you feeding them? But when we go to doctors, to our primary care physician or whatever, they don't really ask, what are you putting in your body? You know, what types of food did you eat? I think they're a little bit more comprehensive maybe on their questionnaire, but when they're talking to you one-on-one, that's nothing major. They go straight to symptoms, (laughs) straight to symptoms. And even then when you give them the symptoms, they don't really connect it to what you're putting in your body and the kind of nutrients you're having. And if those nutrients are being absorbed and it's coming from the right sources and all of that. And so, you know, what I'm gathering from with you with such a negative diagnosis to begin with is just how important nutrition is when it comes to not only preventing disease, but also helping us recover from a devastating diagnosis of disease. Did you find that the doctors who I guess were administering the chemo or any, any of your other doctors gave you nutritional advice other than these supplements? No, there's a conflict of interest for them to actually recommend supplements of any kind. Um, they'll they recommend or you know medication or pharmaceutical products, but um, there's a conflict of interest for them to recommend a specific diet or nutrition or supplements because it's not part of the regiment. That's not what they do. Well, also big pharma is financially supporting uh, a lot of the the medical stuff. But but what about recommendations on the types of food to eat? Are they not allowed to do that? No one, one they tell you to load up. I looked at the dietitian they gave me and I went, I'm not loading up. (laughs) I'm not loading up on ice cream and cookies and cakes and things like that. No. Is that what they want you to load up on? Load up on anything they can get you. you don't they realize that sugar feeds the cancer and the inflammation? Not when That's they're basic. not when you're under treatment. They're just you're under treatment. You've got chemotherapy going on, and they're blasting you with treatment. 
that's their that's their goal. You know, that's their emphasis. That's their goal. And they're not looking at this outside picture of, you know, what are you eating? Your nutrition or this and that. No. You know, I find it interesting that with the goal of getting you better, <laughs> that they're not doing more research on the effects of, you know, the things that they're telling you to load up with, which is sounds all like sugar, because sugar will make you fat, for sure. But not really taking into consideration what feeds cancer. And even exactly. I know... <laughs> And I'm not in the medical profession that sugar feeds cancer. Yes. And I'll tell you a, a little something that happened in regards to that. I'm going to have you hold that until we're back from break, because I'm sure our listeners want to hear that. So let's take another short break, guys. And I really want to talk about doctors and experts and the treatments, what they're saying and what they're not saying. So can't wait to hear that story when we're back from break. Having higher levels of energy is something you choose and condition, not something you have. Exhaustion has been a challenge for over two years now. This is the year you can choose to change. Here are five things you can start doing today to reverse the burnout, stress, and overwhelm that is keeping you from living a life full of good health and happy relationships www.evamedelec.com slash reverse burnout. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends. You set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. What's stopping you from having more money, time, energy, and fun? Learn how to break through where you stop so that you can have greater success, better health, and happier relationships. Take this free quiz to identify what's stopping your success and learn exactly what you can do about it. www.evamedelec.com slash quiz. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with host Eva Medelec. Have a question for Eva or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. Now back to the show. Here again is Eva Medelec. Okay, we are back with Joanna Giangardella talking about what we need to know about fighting cancer and basically talking about what doctors tell us and don't tell us and keep from us and what's a conflict of interest and all of the things. Now at the break, Joanna and I were talking about, um, what is it, a, a PET scan? Is that what you call it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the PET scan is radioactive glucose that they inject in you that gives cancer cells energy. And that's where they see 
the active cancer cells. Now, before the break, we were talking about nutrition and the fact that doctors tell you to load up because they want you to to have as much weight on as possible as you're going through the chemotherapy treatments. And most of the loading up is foods that contain a high amount of sugar. So what do we know about sugar and cancer? Sugar is like giving your plants fertilizer. You you give your plants, your flowers, your roses, your fruit trees, your you know, your produce or whatever, you give it fertilizer, nutrients or whatever, right? Okay, well, the same thing with cancer cells in your body. Sugar is their fertilizer. It is their food. It's what gives them energy. It's what makes them light up. Oh, my God. I can't get over the fact that the very people treating your cancer are also supporting your cancer's growth and energy with what they are recommending. They're recommending chemo and they're recommending you load up with sugar. I mean, I've even seen in movies and and, in other places where people are undergoing chemo and they're giving them popsicles. Talk to me, Joanna. Why? Why? Why is this happening? I I don't know why it's happening. I just think that they feel like they're giving them the giving people the treatment to kill cancer cells, so it didn't really matter what they ate. You okay, know, I never thought of it like that, which seems still dumb to me. I'm just going to be honest with you. It just doesn't make any sense because it's not like it's giving you a fighting chance. You're strengthening the cancer to be able to fight off the effects of whatever ammunition they're trying to kill the cancer with. It's like giving your the enemy, supplying them with guns and weapons, <laughs> and your army doesn't stand a chance because now the enemy has more weapons. That's how I see that. Yeah. That's why it takes so much longer um, for people to get into remission. The one thing that happened with me is because of everything that I was doing, after three chemotherapy treatments, my doctor came to me and said, I have good news and bad news. And I said, well, give me the good news first. I can probably handle the bad news. And he said, you're in remission after only three chemos. I said, what could be the bad news? He said, well, because you're the type of cancer you have is very rare, we're actually looking into your DNA and the pathology report is not conclusive yet. It's inconclusive. There's that word again. (laughs) They're still looking into your DNA and we recommend three more chemo treatments because you're doing so well. And what was the original recommendation? How many chemo treatments did they eight. originally recommend? Oh, eight. eight. Okay. The first go around was eight, once every two weeks. And then they were going to see how I progressed at that time. So this is part of the first go around after three, you were cancer free? After three. I mean, it was unheard of. Wow. It wow. was unheard of that I went into remission after only three chemotherapy treatments. 
And did they take into consideration, well, I'm assuming that they went straight to DNA, but what you were feeding your body to support the fight? Yeah, and and they were all for it. They didn't tell me not to. Um, What happens usually when someone goes to the doctor and starts treatment and they tell you, okay, you're... I don't, we want, we don't want you to have any antioxidants as antioxidants go after cancer cells, just like anything else. So don't take any supplements, antioxidant supplements or anything. They don't want you any on vitamin C or anything like that. Well, I wasn't taking that anyway, but there was a lot of antioxidants in the food I was taking, the capsules I was taking a lot. So. Was that helping me along with their chemotherapy? Probably was. Probably was. What What else did you do to assist with your healing? And you've been cancer-free how long now? Uh, I did have a reoccurrence. My mother was killed in an automobile accident about, I'd say, two years after my first go-around, my first um, and it was very, very traumatic for me. Um, my mother and I were separated for 15 years because I, it's another story. And I wrote a, another book on that issue. But so she was a very important person in my life. And it was so stressful and so traumatic for me that about three months after the, I heard my mother killed in an automobile accident, I actually saw her. Um, the cancer came back from the stress. Yeah. Yeah. But after, since then I've been cancer free. So I would say cancer free 15 years with one reoccurrence. Okay. And so how long since your last re- since your reoccurrence that you experienced when your mother died? Um, so that's, you might say that was, um, what, 13 years, 13 okay. years. So you went from stage four, let's just say to 13 years, cancer free. And you did the, my question to you is, did you stay on the same supplement regimen to some degree, even after chemotherapy? Never been a day without it. Mm-hmm. Not one day. Without. So the recurrence with the extra stress that you were feeling, you know, emotionally and physically uh, did you do chemo again? Yes, they um, <clears throat> they did. And you can't use the same, you know, you don't use the same type of treatment. Uh, it was a different treatment, but it was the same type of cancer. It was, again, lymphoma in my B cell and in my T cell, mm-hmm. which and is... Did you, so was the doses that you were taking when you were cancer-free different than the dosage that you're taking when you're undergoing chemo? Yeah, I was taking six of each color when I was going through chemo. And and then after that, I dropped down to four. Mm-hmm. And I've been taking four of each, you know, ever since. But it was, I was, I hadn't really, my body hadn't really recovered to its full extent, really. I mean, yes, my hair, you know, started coming back and everything. When I had this trauma, happen in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
what advice would you give people who are newly diagnosed with cancer or going through their their own personal cancer journey right now as someone who's been through your own personal cancer journey and has, has survived it from something quite scary and devastating to actually thriving and, and healing and looking amazingly fabulous. You know, this is audio only, but uh, I can vouch she looks super healthy <laughs> and you would never know that she had been through such a hard idea uh, ordeal. What, what advice would you give people? My advice is listen to your gut. You know, gut health goes beyond just probiotics. Um, listen to your gut and be your own and be very proactive. What made sense to me is food and the right nutrition and doing visualization and doing meditation and all those things. And you have to believe, you have to believe that you will make it, that you will get into remission and stay cancer-free. You have to believe that because our subconscious plays a huge part in our health and how, how we see ourselves. And if you don't believe it, and I have sit, I've had situations with um, clients that have a lot of fear and anxiety and, and if they're not going to get help and recover from that, the fear and the anxiety and the fact that they're very afraid and they're, they don't believe they're going to make it. They usually don't make it. Mm -hmm. And is this what you help your clients with that fear and anxiety? I do. I, I take the fear out of their diagnosis. Uh, I just had like a, a hand of God experience with someone just recently. And, um, you know, I stayed with her for an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes going through everything with her. And she was a different person, you know, after that, because she really, really thought because she had a reoccurring breast cancer that she was not going to make it. She really did. Yeah, it is. It is scary. And, you know, it's with the way the doctors can portray it and and what we see on the news and other people who have a similar journey who didn't make it it, it you know i can't imagine that what's going through people's hearts and minds as they're dealing with such a devastating diagnosis can you talk about these nutrients uh name them and how they can get in touch with you to learn more well, it's very simple. They've been around for 25 years. And uh, of course, I heard about them and I, a lot of people hear about them, but they don't take them or they don't know enough about them. But the company is Juice Plus. Um, and um, it's just food, nothing else but food in all the different colors. There's no way you can eat all that. You're going to have to be an elephant and graze all day in order to eat all those different colors. You don't, and, and your food gets cooked out, and the nutrients get cooked out, and you need to supplement. And I believe in supplementing with whole food, not isolated vitamins. So it's just food. Oh, so these supplements are actually food. Food. Encapsulated. Yes, they're food. 
God. I mean, God. you talk about high antioxidants, uh, bilberry and elderberry and, and blueberry. And blueberry extract, uh, City of Hope did a research on that. Blueberry extract goes after cancer cells and very aggressive breast cancer. Well, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, so this conversation is quite appropriate. How can folks get in touch with you, Joanna, and learn more about you, your journey, and how you can help them deal with their cancer diagnosis and treatment? Yeah, I can help them. I have resources. I can help them with nutrition, their diet, and so forth. You can email me at joannacancercoach at gmail.com. That's joannacancercoach at gmail.com. And you can look at my website, which is support cancer coach, support cancer. I always forget <laughs> support cancercoach.com. Supportcancercoach.com. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It's it's so inspiring. I'm so happy that you had that experience and um, are now helping people deal with their cancer journey and experience. You're, you're quite a blessing to everyone. And so I appreciate you for all the work you do and all the knowledge that your resource has uh, helped you achieve and that you share with us. And I want to thank our listeners for choosing to listen to the show today. I'm really grateful that you choose us when you do. And I'm hoping you found something for yourselves or for somebody you love on this particular show. And please join us again next week. Um, also want to remind you that I am doing a masterclass on leaving burnout and creating your best year yet. So you can find that at evamedelec.com forward slash best year yet. Because as we learned from Joanna, stress and burnout and overwhelm and all those feelings uh, do impact our health. So it's important to learn how to use that to create our best year yet. And then I want to leave you with a quote like I always do at the end of the show. This one is from Mitch Album, The Timekeeper. And this quote is, with endless time, nothing is special. With no loss or sacrifice, we can't appreciate what we have. So until next time, everyone, bye for now. Thanks for listening to What's Important Now, making time for what matters most with Eva Medelec. We hope we've been able to inspire you with today's show to take control of your own life and focus on the win. What's important now? Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.